Our guest today is Maddie Scholar, a certified firearms instructor, sheriff deputy, MMA practitioner, a scuba rescue and recovery diver and instructor. Maddie also holds a degree, a master's degree in peace and conflict resolution and is the founder of firearms training organization called The Red Letter Project. You can learn about The Red Letter Project and we're going to dive into it today and what they have to offer by going to theredletterproject.com. You can follow Maddie in her work with the Red Letter Project by following her on Instagram at redletterproject.maddie. Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I am so excited to have Maddie on with me today. Good morning. And where are you located? I am in Marietta, Georgia. Okay. So a little South. So I want you to tell the listeners, I'm really super excited and stoked and you have a lot of big fans, especially uh, some of the the coworkers that, that work for me, they absolutely adore you. So uh, you're so such an inspiration to so many. Um, can you just kind of tell the listeners, uh, give us a little bit about like who you are, what you do, and, and then we'll just start from there. Yeah, sure. I guess um, start, I guess, with what I do right now. Um, so I own my own business. Um, originally, I started off with teaching firearms instruction full time. Um, I work out of one of the big indoor ranges down in Georgia, and it kind of just turned into like a, me traveling two weeks out of the month to go teach somewhere and competing and things like that. Um, and eventually, it actually transformed into the Red Letter Project, which is, I think, kind of like what we're going to mostly talk about today. Um, and what that is, is it's a big women's retreat where we take people up and we teach them medical stuff. We teach them firearms, like self-defense, hand-to-hand combatives. And then we usually have a theme per project. Um, and all of this, all of this is Christian-based. So we're a faith-based company that, awesome. you know, we like to instill that in everything we do. Awesome. So where did your, where, where'd you grow up? Did you grow up in Georgia? I did. I grew up okay. in Georgia and then I moved away, um, joined the military. I went to, I was in the Coast Guard for a little bit. And at the same time, I was also getting my bachelor's degree up in South Carolina. Um, so awesome. I lived there and then I moved to England to get my master's degree. So spent some time. Are we, are we talking about um, New England, New England no, or England, the country? England. Wow. Why did you choose that? Um, long story short, uh, Rotary International, I actually ended up getting a grant from them and they sent me over there no for way. about a year and then COVID happened. Came back here. What did you What did you study over there? Um, basically, analysis, like uh, writing analysis, things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. So, where did your um, like where did your love for firearms come from? Was that like was that growing up, like and everything that you're doing? Where did where where did that come from? Um, so I shot a little bit growing up. Like I thought it was like kind of interesting. Um, at the time, like I was how doing old? How old were you? Oh, probably like, I wasn't that young. I was probably like 15 when I first mm. got introduced to it. Um, I started to really enjoy it when I got in the Coast Guard though. Um, like in law in that aspect of the military, we carried pistols, of course. So mm. that was the main focus and was really interested. And then when I kind of got some formal training, I got really invested in it and started going on to the private side and just, you know, started there. Uh-huh. And so tell me a little bit more about the, the Red Letter Project and what is, what does Red Letter even mean? So the name red letter actually comes from, um, so in the Bible, like a traditional Bible, you pick it up and you go through it and all the words that Jesus is, Jesus is actually speaking are written in red usually. Ah, that's so true. where it came from. It's actually a Crowder song. Um, he brought, he, that's a, it's a good song. And that's where I actually got the inspiration from. Is it called, <laughs> is it called red letter song? 
Literally just called Red Letter. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So, um, so you have, is this a, a nonprofit or what is the Red Letter Project? Is it, is it a nonprofit or is it just, is it just a program? Is it generated specifically for women, for females? Uh, right now it's specifically for females. So, okay. um, like basically, you know, I can't teach everything. I'm not an expert in everything. So I contract a bunch of instructors out to come, come to the project and teach various things. Like for instance, the last theme was vehicle dynamics. So, um, the entire project was wrote, of course, like revolving around self-defense and things mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. we also gave them that experience of getting to shoot through cars and like, you know, shoot through windshield and know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Typically, yeah, typically in this industry, um, it seems like, you know, women are kind of left out of those type of experiences because they don't have the tactical background. Right. Um, so I wanted to give them that. And then the next theme is going to probably be something around night vision. Again, something Very that most cool. women don't get to experience. Um, it kind of just Wait, go along so where path. where's your where's your next camp at? Um, next camp camp should still be at Sawmill in South Carolina. Okay, okay. Um, and then we're looking at moving around and possibly going to Florida in December too. Wow, that's awesome. So I have to ask, like, where did your passion for all of this come from? Like, why, like, why women? And how, were you ever put in a situation? Because you're, you're an amazing shooter. Like, Thank I'm you. sure you probably hold like some records and stuff, don't you? No, I, I'm not. I'm not that good. I'm not leaning. You are like, so I just really good. This is, guys, she's super. She's like that good. She's just so humble. She's <laughs> yeah. she's probably one of the best shooters like out there. I'm trying to be one day, maybe. You are. You're <laughs> so good, and it's it's remarkable um, what you're doing. I had. Do you know uh, Tatiana? Um, her she she's a uh, she's from Ukraine, but she's like an act an American. Well, she's a Ukrainian mm-hmm. actress over here, but she does all of those crazy. Um, yeah, she's like I've, almost like I've a contortionist or something, but she's yeah, so flexible. I've, I've never met her in person, but Neither like she I. does some really cool stuff, dude. like content online. Yeah, and she's like a good shot. I told her, I was like, dude, I go, I was like, Tatiana, I was like, you have to get into some of these competitions and stuff. You know, I'm like, there's like the tactical games. I'm like, yeah, there's like all yeah. this stuff out there now. She's like, oh, what's that? And uh, <laughs> so, anyways, I was like, you know, I, I, I'm just curious as to like where, like where did this passion come from with, with firearms and stuff and teaching women specifically? Yeah. So I guess, I guess I would start with like teaching uh, passion. Like when I was younger, I worked full time at a scuba dive shop. I did high school online. I was basically homeschooled. So, um, started teaching. Why, then. why like, were you, why did you do high school online? Why did you, why did you, why were you homeschooled? Were you a problem child, Maddie? I was not a problem. So I actually <laughs> grew up homeschooled and then I went to public school for a couple of years it wasn't really, it just wasn't for me. And so like, I ended up dropping out mm-hmm. and working full time. So like, wow. I actually was, I was traveling all over the country teaching people how to dive when I was like 15. So that's where that passion for teaching came from. Cause it's just cool to see, you know, it's like really cool to see somebody like learn something that they never thought they would get to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of like teaching is a very transferable skill. I don't think it, it's just confined to one discipline. Um, so when I got involved in shooting, you know, it was like, I really loved it. The opportunity came up when I got back from England and I just kind of like dove right into it and was like, okay, let's see where, where this, this can take me. Um, and realistically, like the passion for teaching transferred, of course, but the mission behind why I teach shooting was definitely different. Like, um, the reason why I teach shooting is not because of the shooting it's because of like the, the defense mindset behind it. And it's also because of like the the biblical, you know, like my mm-hmm. mission is to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, firearms are a way for me to open up that avenue to reach more people that I otherwise wouldn't get to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love teaching firearms, but like at the core of my mission, that that's really why I'm doing what I'm doing. I love that. 
So can you explain to me how, like, how do you incorporate, you know, you talk about like faith and, and, you know, sharing the gospel. I find, I find that, you know, whenever I am shooting, I am calm, but it's like, I don't really find that peaceful, like spiritually and like with my faith, I feel like that's like a different, uh, compartment. I don't think I've ever prayed like while I'm shooting. So can you talk about that? Like how, like what is your approach and, and do most women who come to this program, do they already have a faith driven background or is that something like, can you kind of explain like how you incorporate that into your teachings? Yeah. So, um, actually we kind of compartmentalize it, right. Cause we want people focusing on t- the task at hand. We don't want them thinking about a couple different things. Um, so a couple different ways to do it. Right. They're like, Oh Lord, I haven't been to church in five <laughs> yeah. years. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We don't want to do that. I, my hands are up. Take me Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a good, not a good, not yeah. a good idea, but we do compartmentalize it. So like, um, like the first red letter we basically had. So actually kind of backtracking. My mom is actually, uh, one of my co-instructors. So me and her teach together, like, like on a full-time basis. Um, she is amazing at like breaking things down and like helping people understand at like a more micro level. So she does the same thing with the Bible. Um, one of the strongest Christians I know, and she just has a heart for it. Mm. So when we started this, I was like, well, how about you kind of like put together a Bible study? We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. We actually started a local group in Georgia where we kind of like tested this out. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a firearms group where they would meet on the first Tuesday of the month to do Bible study, the second Tuesday of the month to do the shooting meeting. Mm. So, um, with Red Letter, we basically have them come in on Friday night. We do a quick little Bible study there, kind of get to know everybody. Um, the next day is all shooting based, like shooting, medical, you name it, whatever we're doing. And then the, at night, that's when we calm down. We talk about things and we start to see people open up because they're in a controlled, you know, a controlled mm-hmm. setting where they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the shooting while talking about Jesus, though, because um, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of like kind of my recent belt setup, but you ever seen an Avanja cube? Like, do you know what that is? Have you ever heard uh, of that? what? An Avanja cube? Avanja cube. Yeah. <laughs> it's is, like it, a, is it like a Rubik's cube? Kind of actually. <laughs> so it's like a little fold up Rubik's cube. Okay. And, uh, it's actually used for like missionaries use them overseas and kind of like, cause they're small. You can put them in your pocket and it has little pictures on it that full unfold. And you can kind of tell a quick gospel story, mm-hmm. like using that little cube, I actually have one on my shooting belt that stays in front of my holster wow. and I can just like pull it out whenever I want to. And it's like on break sometimes I'll show the ladies that. Cause I'm just like, Hey, like this is a cool, cool tool that you can yeah. use like to explain to somebody or if somebody needs to hear it, you know, they can, they can listen that way too. Um, not everybody that comes to red letter is a Christian Mm -hmm. and that's our goal. Like we don't, we don't want, you know, we don't want you to have to feel like you have to be a Christian come red letter. Anybody can come. That's, that's the whole point. So I was reading a a little bit about your bio and whenever you were in England, first of all, when you were in England, were you able to train over there? Ah, How long were you Um, over there for? I was over there for about a year and okay. you know, England is a very different culture. I couldn't have my gun. I couldn't have a knife. Couldn't have pepper spray. Couldn't have anything. You can't have hands. pepper spray. You can't have uh-huh. pepper spray. Nope. Holy cow. That's crazy. So you went from a year of not training and then you came back and then you were, you got offered an instructor job and you started teaching firearm training to women. Pretty much. And, uh, honestly, when I was, so I, when I was living in England, I lived in Manchester, which is, mm-hmm basically the Gotham city of England. Like it's, um, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff. Did you go to any on. soccer games? 
I did. They're you actually did. Not- That's so cool. My boys are so obsessed with soccer, and that's all I hear. They want to go over there. Like, yeah. Ole, ole, ole. Like, <laughs> yeah, like- yeah. You gotta go a man U game. Those are those were good. Yeah. Okay. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. So how was it? Yeah. How was it over there? Yeah. So like, actually, um, I learned more about self defense when I was living there than mm-hmm. I learned at any other point in my life because there was no weapons. There was it was like purely based on situational awareness, understanding your environment, and learning how to mm-hmm. like navigate that on your own because I which, lived there which I feel like everybody here in the US like like royally sucks at right especially yeah. females and I, I talk about this like quite often like you always you got to be yeah. aware of your surroundings and we until you have a plan you're gonna be a victim so have yeah. a plan pay attention and don't be a victim because if you're not paying attention you're putting yourself out there if you're not paying attention to your surroundings if you're on your phone if you're walking with your head down I mean right. you know yeah that's how that's yeah exactly how it happens you I couldn't have said it better myself and it's like in America we ha- we're so used to being blanketed and uh-huh. like when that blanket is pulled off of us that's when we're like oh my gosh what's happening but yeah. like we have to get used to like having that kind of mindset that that blanket could be pulled off at any time we need to be prepared for it uh-huh. um, uh, in yeah. England it's like you learn that because you're walking down the street and you know they, you don't have the same protection yeah. and it's just different yeah how do you feel like, I kind of want to talk more from a, a faith point of view um, and a faith perspective, but obviously with the school shooting recently, has mm-hmm. that rocked you at all? And like your mission, it sounds like it's just, it's so strong and you're so like clear that this is the direction, like with your faith yeah. and like with God and what you're supposed to be doing. How mm-hmm. in like your, I'm just like wondering, like in your own mind, Maddie, how, like, how do you deal with that? And I don't, we're not talking about politics. I don't want to get into politics, but like you have, it's almost like you have all these people who are like, you know, it's the guns, it's the guns. And you're over here. You're like, no, I'm trying to teach it. It's not the guns guys. We got to know what to do. You got to wake yeah. up. Can yeah. you kind of talk about that and how, like, has that messed with your faith at all? If you feel like this is such a clear direction that God has wanted you to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Actually, I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, so of course, like the school shooting that like totally broke my heart when, I, especially when I heard of like the timing of it, I was just like, this is this is insane. Like I, like it, it hurts me. Cause I know like when people from red letter come into the program, most of them are moms and most of them have kids or grandkids or whatever. Um, so my, one of my thought processes too was, you know, like, how can we address this? Cause like, I'm not one of those people that just kind of like elephant in the room doesn't talk about it. Like we're going to talk about it if it's happening. Um, and I remember actually at the last red, red letter we had in May, um, that was around the same time as that shooting thing happened. Uh, I had the night before, actually like on Friday night, I kind of brought up the point that, you know, anytime you put your faith out there, people are going to attack you. Mm-hmm. Satan is where there is a thing called spiritual warfare and Satan will be working in the background to prevent the mission you're trying to create. Yeah. And that's been happening like consistently ever since I started red letter. When I announced it, I've lost more friends. I've had more business deals drop. Like, yep all this stuff just simply mm-hmm. because I said it was faith-based and I'm okay with that. Like, cause that, yeah. that my mission is strong enough to be able to withhold those, those battles. Um, so I remember standing up on Friday and kind of talking about that a little bit. And I was like, guys, like if, if you're committed and like, this is what you want to do, like, it is going to be tough. Like yeah. it is going to be hard. There are going to be people that disagree with your opinion and there are going to be people that disagree with your mission. Um, then the next morning, one of the girls walked up to me and was like, Hey, like we've had a few friends reach out to us and kind of, like kind of berate us about the active shooter thing happening and how red letter was a bad timing. And like, you know, the shooting plus what just happened with the politics, like that's 
kind of grinding gears with some of our friends and they're presenting that problem to us. And I was like, yeah, of course we can talk about that. Let's talk about it tonight. Um, so me and mom brought it up and we were just like, listen, like the timing of that active shooting, like in the timing of red letter, then both happening at the same time. I'm like, you guys don't think that's a, a, a direct attack from Satan. Like that is exactly what's happening. Like this is the time to stand up and like explain to other people that, no, this is when we need to be protecting our kids and like yeah. learning how to protect our kids. Um, Safe Life was one of our biggest sponsors at Red Letter this past event. And what they actually did was they sent 20 free body armor panels that you can put in a child's backpack. And we gave them wow. out to the lady. Yeah. That so is like, incredible. Right. You talk about God's timing too. Like that was perfect. And so um, we actually went through kind of like a demo and explained how we can actually use those to help children in schools. And, you know, you put a little plate that's the size of a notebook in the backpack, something were to happen. You can, can you, use can that. You tell, yeah. Can you tell the listeners like where they can get one of those? Yeah, of course. Um, so you can go to safe life defense. They make them, um, they're about $150 for uh, the, the 3A plus plates, I believe. Um, and there should be a code Maddie dog, M A D D Y D A W G. Think that gets you ten percent off, but um, yeah, we did a demo, and there should be a video going up soon of us. Like, we put we dumped three whole mags into that panel, and nothing went through. Wow! And it's like, you know, that's powerful. It's you talk about God's timing versus Satan's timing. Yeah. Yes, that happened, but like God countered that by yeah. showing you, you know, something that you can mm-hmm. use to mm-hmm. potentially help help mm-hmm. your children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much did those weigh? So I have, so I have, okay, so I have three boys. Mm-hmm. They're rowdy, super rowdy. <laughs> um. My middle one was, has been walking around uh, school because right now they have to actually carry their backpacks with them everywhere still because of like yeah. the the COVID stuff that we have. Like they, they just don't have the lockers. I don't know if it's always going to be like that. Whatever. Who cares? Right. They have to carry their backpacks around. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Cash, my middle one, he puts mm-hmm. weights in his backpack to carry it around to make it heavier. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's an awesome kid. He's He's a wild child. He probably gets it from me. So how much, how much do those weigh? Oh gosh. Like I wish I, I probably should look this up prior. I, I always forget the numbers, but like it's, it literally feels like a thick notebook. Yeah. If you couple that with a few actual textbooks, right. like, you know, you got some pretty good protection and, um, mm-hmm. the frass, they have another level called frass. Like it's a higher level. It's a little bit heavier. So for him, he might want the weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, for younger kids, they don't weigh hardly anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And, th- and that's what I want people to understand. I, I know because I'm uh, pretty close with a company out here that makes some of those plates that are going to some of our, our special forces guys out here. Yeah. Um, and they are so thin and they are so light. And you look at it and you're like, there is no way this can protect right. me. And it does. And it does. It does. So, it, it, yeah. Technology is incredible. And it's like, you know, for 150 bucks, throw that in a backpack. You might not ever use mm-hmm. it, hopefully, but like, if you do need it, yeah, uh, you know, it's great. Yeah. Good to have. So I'm going to ask a question. This is um from somebody that I know wanted me to send in this question and ask you this. Okay. And it's a long question. So I'm going to read it verbatim. Um, so after your bachelor's degree in intelligence and national security studies, you earned a prestigious rotary global grant guys. This is what I'm talking. She received a, how does this person prestigious rotary global grant? And you're like, ah, I'm just okay at what I do. Um, And it it goes on to ask, uh, which helped you achieve a master's in peace and conflict resolution at the University of Manchester. We talked about that. But but how how has your education informed you, your your current and potential uh, future endeavors? 
Oh, cool. That was very specific. I wanted yeah, to say that's, that's why I was like, I have to read this out, like, um, <laughs> to ask you that. So, so you got your degree over there, um, in, in intelligence and national security. Um, and then you got a grant, which helped you achieve your master's in the peace and conflict resolution. Uh, but how has this set you up like for, for every, for now, the future? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny. Cause like opening the business, that's not really, you know, what I expected to do. I expected honestly to go back to law enforcement. Um, I wanted to go work for a local department somewhere and, mm-hmm. um, you know, God just kind of placed me in, in this direction. And so as far as like my education goes, like, you know, it, uh, I think the biggest thing I transfer is the ability to communicate because yep. like what we do in analysis is, is it's all writing based. So like writing is just a version of communicating. So, um, like for me one day I want to write, I want to start writing books and I want to start writing like what kind um, of books, children's books, informative books, educational books, spiritual mm-hmm. books. Probably, probably like a little bit of, she, like, she's like, I don't know. All yeah. of them. <laughs> all of it. Like, um, probably a little bit of, um, kind of lifestyle books. Like mm-hmm. I really like talking about, you know, like the betterment of like, I don't know, betterment of just your lifestyle and like things like uh-huh. that. And then also the educational side of like, of course, like shooting and stuff like that's still education. We can talk about that all day long. Right. Um, so I think like that communication aspect. And then also, you know, what I got my degree in was not business, but it mm-hmm. did teach me like you know, relationships between people and how to network and things like that. Um, and I'm still, still like, I still want to be involved in like the law enforcement side of it. Like I want to be able to go train with officers and like understand their side of like yeah. where they're coming from and like the training in the Coast Guard, same thing. Like it kind of helped me understand that like my officers coming in to get training for me. I understand them better because of that training I received from them and from the educational side. Mm-hmm. So with all this like training and stuff, can, can you talk, to our listeners a little, a little bit about what your training regimen looks like from, I'm just curious, even from like, a, how often are you dry firing? Are you out there physically training? Cause you do MM, MMA, do you do BJJ MMA? So you basically do everything, anything that involves like self-defense, like you're like on it. So can you kind of talk to our, our listeners a little bit about what is your, what is your workout routine even look like? What's your diet look like? Yeah, sure. Are you eating bullet casings? We need to know. Why, how are you such a good shooter? I'll go out there and I'll grind up some brass and chew it up, Maddie, if I have to. Right. Um, so like, I'll just kind of, I guess I'll just go through my like kind of daily, daily routine. Um, normally, so jujitsu, right? Uh, usually wake up at about 530 in the morning. I'll go to jujitsu around seven, um, go straight to the range, shower there. Usually I, that's where I get my training in before the range opens, like, you know, like eight, nine ish o'clock in the morning, um, get some live fire slash dry fire done, whatever I need to get done that day. And then I usually teach for about five hours a day. Um, wow. whether that's private lessons, group classes, whatever it is, uh, we'll usually go home around maybe like six, seven o'clock. Um, that's when I get my weightlifting workout done some study time, like some project time done and then go to bed at nine 30. Um, that's like a daily routine mm-hmm. traveling, like usually messes everything up. Yeah. <laughs> so like I try to keep that structure, but, uh, it just depends on the, you know, where I'm going. Yeah. Um, but dry fire is usually, I usually use my travel time to dry fire. Like that's usually where I'm like, if I'm in a hotel or Airbnb, like I'll spend like an hour or so dry firing and working mm-hmm. on what I need to, mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of quiet time anyway. Nobody's you know, there's not craziness going on at house or anything, but yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you? Like where, like you have the red letter project going on it. First of all, I want to ask you, 
do you have a date? You said it's going to be on Sawmill. I've been at out Sawmill. I've competed out at Sawmill. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, I think that was my qualifying match. I qualified for nationals for the tactical games out there. Um, I don't know if that was the one. Anyways, I haven't competed yet awesome. this year. So, yeah. uh, when is your, when is the net, when's the, would you say it's going to be a night vision one? Do you know when the next one is, or do you keep so it next- a surprise or what? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're about to announce that I, like, uh, we're about to announce, I think the next one's going to be August, uh, 20th through the 22nd. And yes, it will ha- involve night vision and all these things. And I just want to clarify too, for, uh, our listeners who do not feel like, cause the biggest question I get when I get applicant applications coming in is like, Hey, am I qual- enough, uh, qualified enough to be here? Like, am I supposed yeah. to be here? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I want yeah. beginner shooters. Like, cause I will take care of the skill part. We will make sure that you are qualified by the time we do the cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but beginner shooters, uh, as long as they have like a gun safety course under their belt, like uh-huh. I'm good to go. Um, I can, I can work with pretty much anything. So, um, yeah, August 20th through the 22nd, I believe at Sawmill, we'll be doing some night vision stuff. Dude, I want to come to that. You should, you totally should. It'd be so much fun. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to do night vision. I, I mean, I think that would be, that would be so cool. Uh, do we, we don't bring our own night vision though, do we? No. Um, so we haven't, like I said, we haven't formally announced this okay. yet. Um, so it's still in the works. So I don't want to like, like set hard dates or anything, yeah. but that's what it's looking like right okay. now. Cool. Um, but no, if, if we're doing the night vision stuff, you know, night vision's 10 grand a, a piece. So no, you got to bring your own. <laughs> Dude, I'm total. I'm totally coming to that. Um, you should. that'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I actually just looked at my calendar and I don't have anything scheduled. Yeah. So I'm actually going to put down Maddie dog. And I, I would love, love, love to be there. I'm all about like the mission that you're about and and everything that you're doing. So I I just, yeah, um, that'd be amazing. Oh, also too, speaking of like missions, I just want to tell you, we're huge fans as well. Me and mom have been doing your workout program. No way. (laughs) Yeah, we have. Um, and it's, it's been great. My legs are so sore. We did like, uh, Which which one have you been doing? Um, I forget what is, I forget which one she, she purchased, but, um, we did one of your leg workouts the other day. It was like, I think it was like 30 squats, uh, 40 lunges back and forth. And then I think it was like 30 or 40 deadlifts. Sounds like, like, sounds like corner actual. Yeah. We were like dying. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. (laughs) It was a good good. workout. (laughs) Yeah, man. It just, it sounds like that you have like such an amazing thing going on, Maddie. I love, I love how you're able to incorporate your faith with your mission and not, not everybody is able to do that. But most importantly, Maddie, not everybody has enough confidence and, and feels comfortable talking about their faith openly and publicly. And it takes a lot, you know, you're opening yourself up to like the good and the bad. And, you know, like you said, like saving some and losing others and you have to be okay with that. And I know that at times it can be a very, very lonely road, but you Mm -hmm. have to remember why you started it. You have to remember why you started it. And when the days get tough, that's going to, that's going to be what keeps you going. Yeah, hundred percent. I always like kind of just tell myself, um, this is actually a quote from Naval Ravikant. If you ever read his book, it's great. But like, uh, the closer you are to me, the better your values have to be. And like a season of purging is not a bad thing. Like if people, if people don't want to follow along with your mission, love them from afar, pray for yeah. them and, you know, separate peacefully, right. but like, yes, you have to, you have to create that distance. Yeah. You have right, to create right. that distance. And this goes with like, whether it's your faith guys or whether it's, you know, you're wanting to transform your life. You're wanting to change your path or your direction. You, there's always going to be the negative people in your life. There's always going to be the, the, the people who don't believe that you should do it, or they don't understand. 
but that's okay because it's not their mission and it's not their purpose. You have been called to do something, Maddie, and this is your job and your mission and it's nobody else's. So if they don't believe in you, if they don't, if they don't, if they don't align with that, then that's okay because new people come in and, and this is like this, I'm talking about Maddie, but this is, this is any journey that you are on. Whenever, whenever this happens, you feel like that you're losing people, but you're actually opening yourself up to create new relationships Yes. And a stronger bond with whatever path and journey you're on and going towards. Right. And I will tell you too, it's, uh, it's crazy. Cause like when I, when I lost somebody on this journey, it's like, uh, another person has filled that spot. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like a stronger relationship mm-hmm. and you're like, you're supposed to be here. God put you in my life for a reason. And like, that's something you want to take care mm-hmm. of. And it's like the, you start to really value the people who are sticking with you. And like, mm-hmm. I would take three people, three core people over 20, you know, not so core people, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's just part of it. So it, it's a great cycle and it's, um, it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it doesn't, but like it, it's all part of it. Yeah. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Oh gosh. I never, never even thought about that question. That's a good question. Um, I just want like, by the time I leave this earth, I want so like, I want somebody to like, I guess, be glad they met me. Like be glad that I touched their life in a certain way that it, it, at least changed a little bit. doesn't have to change a lot, but like, you know, um, I just want to, you're you're already impacting lives. So Maddie, thanks. I just want to be a good role model for people. Like, um, I want kids to be able to look up to me and be like, Hey, she can, she can do this, which means I can do this. And especially for, for the females, um, you know, I came from the world of it, like kind of a world of extreme, extreme sports, right? Like Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of skydiving, black water diving, MMA, bull riding, rodeo, like stuff like that. And so it's like, I was always one of the few females in those types of sports. I'm sure you can relate to Mm -hmm. that too. Um, yeah, the, I was just thinking, I was like, we need to hang out. Yeah. Right. We <laughs> you know? fun stuff together. Yeah. Um, All of that. I was like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. And it's like, um, for me, it was just other, other women would come up to me like, Hey, if you can do it, maybe I can do this too. And that, that's my goal. I guess that, that could count as my legacy is like, I want to show other women that like, it is possible. It doesn't matter if you're 115 pounds, like I am, if you're five, one, if you're tiny, if you're a woman, like doesn't really matter. Like as long as you have the initiative and drive to want to do it, like put yourself out there, go do it. I love that. Leading by example. Um, so where can people find you? What is your social media handle? Did you recently change your social media handle? Do you have two now? I did. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I did. Sorry okay. for throwing everybody through a loop, but uh, now it's redletterproject.maddie, M-A-D-D-Y. Okay. And then you can also go to the website, theredletterproject.com. Awesome. And the um, the Sawmill August tentative date is not for certain. People cannot sign up yet. Is that correct? People cannot sign up yet. Um, yeah, we're still in the planning phases of it. Right. So like the night vision stuff, we're still getting all the all the work's done with there uh, with that in the background. Um, so it's tentatively August 20th through the 22nd. Um, applications will go live at a very specific date and okay. they'll be open for one week. Um, and then after how that, many, we'll be- how many people do you have? So we'll select 30 people. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then cool. well, uh, I don't um, want to take somebody's spot. So like I could pick up brass, I can like carry you your, you know, yeah. so, so I could be like the lunch lady. I could do well, whatever you need. I'll I could drive a golf cart. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I would love to be a part of that and, um, definitely let me know. I have your phone number, so I'll, I'll, sh- I'll yeah. show you a text and we'll definitely, get super connected. Uh, but it's just such a pleasure to have you on today's podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Maddie. And is there any last thing that you want to say to like the listeners or, um, I would just say like, uh, continue the mission. Like if you got something you got going on and you have your eyes on 
whatever focus it is, like don't let other people stray you away from mm. it. Like keep the, keep the eyes there and continue the mission. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Maddie, thank you so much and have a great day and good luck with all your training. And I'll see you in August. Of course. Sounds good. Okay, thanks, thanks so much. Maddie. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Reborn podcast today. Make sure you share, give me any feedback. You can hit me up on Instagram at Reborn Pod and let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening to the Reborn podcast with Ironclad. I will catch you guys next week. Bye.